Alrighty, folks. Another infamous car cast. Yes. Where instead of a $2,000 mic and a fancy studio and getting my Joe Rogan on, I get my Tony on. I recorded my Toyota Camry, which has been the focus indirectly of quite a few of these podcasts. It's pretty interesting how things work, huh? And you just hear that banging. It's me uh, knocking my uh, manicured nails against the little top over the little console that tells you the gas and all this faster going on crap. And yes, I do manicure my nails myself. I refuse to pay 15, 20 bucks when it takes five minutes to do A. And B, I've just, I've been doing this since I was 15 and I'm 39. So it's a, it's a habit. And I usually get compliments on it. The girls always dig the guys with clean hands. So if you're young or you're single, or you're old and you're single, or you just want to impress the chicks for whatever reason you want to, clean nails, polished nails, or just buffed or whatever, goes a long way. Presentation is a lot of perception and a lot of reality, folks. It cuts both ways. No one likes the dirty guy. Maybe the dirty jokes, but not the dirty guy. Impress people with the little things. This costs me nothing but a little bit of time, and it's a great thing. And I like doing it, so I win no matter what. So let's dive into today's car cast. We're going to talk about one of my number one rules for success that everyone needs to adopt immediately. Be on time for your job, for your interview, for your date, for the movie, for church, for the baptism, for your friends' get-together, little soiree, bring some cheese, right, blah, blah, blah. Be on time, folks. This is one of the simplest things that will pay you the most dividends in your life. Be on time. And realistically, try to be there early. A good habit is, let's say you get to work at 1230 and you work in a call center. So you got to punch in and then get into your program, right? Usually you can get the seats you like. You're comfy. You're by the water cooler. Not too far from the boss, but just close enough where maybe you can brown those a little if you see the opportunity. Maybe you're in the back corner where you're hiding and you're on your phone because you don't care about PCI compliance. And you got to text those four girls and those four guys that are your best friends, dating partners, and spades players. Whatever it is. Why don't you get there instead of two to three minutes earlier right on time because you get a grace period? Why not get there at 12.15 to 12.20? Now, with your extra time, you can get in your car, stay. Don't even go in the break room yet. Stay in your car. Turn off the gas so you don't waste it. Maybe with the window crack if it's that kind of weather for you. I live in Florida. Right? What you're going to do now is maybe go over your to-do list for stuff you haven't done. Or maybe you're just going to pause, take a deep breath. Maybe you're going to look at your vision book, your vision board. Maybe you call your significant other and be like, hey, I'm about to go to work. I just want to let you know I love you one more time. It never hurts to tell them one more time, folks. never hurts. Maybe use those five minutes to get in a little early. Snooze the payroll secretary. Check the postings for new hires. Get ahead of the curb. Heck, maybe you go to the water cooler and get that gossip. That is currency in some jobs. I'm not saying I approve of it, but it could be useful for you. You work, depending on your environment, your mindset, how you apply Robert Greene's 40 Laws of Power. And yes, buy that book. I get no money for saying it. I won't even let my boss or my friends my copy. They have to buy it. Damn good book. 40 Laws of Power. If you like history, if you like power, if you like authority, if you like uh, mastering yourself, Robert Greene's your guy. So, maybe you did buy that book. How about that? You got 10 minutes to read it before you go in five minutes early so you can get your seat and be comfortable. Now, the guy who's always late, you really don't have an excuse unless you're a cop or a fireman because we know you're fighting crime or fighting fires and saving lives. You get a pass, kind of. There's no reason you should be late to work. There's no reason you should be late to pick people up. There's no reason you should be late to go see your mom. You told mom 1.30, be there at 1.25, bro. Be there at 1.20 and bring her some flowers. 
You're taking your dad out for a round of golf? Get there early. Reserve the caddy. Pick dad up first, then get there early. Surprise dad. It shows respect. You got a presentation for the boss? Don't half behind it. Do things late. Go to bed late. Wake up, get to work late. Then get to the presentation late and find out you're missing a slide. Get there early, get it done. Houdini was a master of preparation. It looked like everything he done, did, sorry, done, right? My bad English there. And think I have a book out. Basically, Houdini put tons of effort. Now, that's not necessarily being on time, but I could argue it is. Because if I prepare ahead of time and do all my preparations, I don't have to write it through the last minute. I have time to do what needs to be done. I am ahead of the curve. I am ready to go. I am rip-roaring ready. Everything is ready for me. That is another form of being on time, I would argue, folks. I would strongly argue that. That it goes under the same, uh, let's say the same trajectory or path of momentum that will get you to the next step of where you're trying to get or maintain the position where you are. It's not always about getting ahead. Sometimes it's about maintaining. Sometimes you just got to get where you're at. Know what you're doing, folks. We were talking about knowing your numbers in the last podcast, right? Got to know your dollars. You need to know the time you need to be at work. Hey, I'm sorry, John. I know you're the CEO, and I told you to have the presentation ready, but, you know, it was daylight savings. It switched. I didn't set my clock. You know, I don't use a cell phone. I turn it off at night, so, I, you know, I don't like the EMF radiation and all this, uh, my Faraday box and all this crazy stuff I saw in a movie with Johnny Depp. No. No. Be on time. Show the boss respect. Be on time. Show your mom respect. Be on time. Be on time. It costs you nothing. Malcolm X had, I believe, a quote, something like, in all things in life, the proper respect for time shown will dictate, I forgot the rest, but I want you to go look it up. A lot of times I'm going to give you half the information you find your own. Because if I really got you excited, the five minutes you spend to go on Google or somewhere, or maybe buy Malcolm X's autobiography or buy Alex Haley, which I strongly recommend you read, will help you grow. Be on time. Done. another car cast episode part two of three skills you need to succeed so we're going to being on time this time we're going to cover manners manners are an outright necessity please and thank you every time you ask for a raise say please you get it or not say thank you you don't offer an opportunity whether you decline or accept it you say thank you there's never a reason you can't use your manners. Someone holds the door for you, thank them. Better yet, you hold the door for someone. When they thank you, say you're welcome. Manners open doors. No one likes a jerk. No one is too good to thank someone else. It's really simple. I really want everyone to grasp that. Having manners can be the difference between a million little things in your life. Because if you're more qualified, but you're an a-hole who just have a low opinion of whether or not you respect other people you won't get that spot and sometimes you win over your biggest critics by just always having manners man that guy every time he comes in he says thank you every time he needs something he says please being cordial being civil these things will take you far 
every job I've worked in where I've used extreme amounts of manners and never let myself lapse and never lost my cool, people respect me for it. You never want to be unrespected. Disrespected, not respected, all three, two out of those three. Somebody correct my English. Where's my cousin Jose? But as I was saying, have manners. Be thankful. It will take you so far you cannot even imagine, folks. So let's recap. The first one, we we're talking about being on time. Now we're talking about having manners. Please and thank you. Acknowledging people. One more step to this there is you need to look people in the eye when you talk to them. You ask your boss for a raise, you look that man in the eye. You ask for her hand in marriage, you look her and then her dad in the eye if you're doing the old school traditional way. Nothing wrong with that. Not knocking anyone who does or doesn't do it. Just trying to paint scenarios so we all see the same thing. You always, always look someone in the eye. Business, personal. Unless you know you're trying to, you know, let's say your wife wants you to look something up real quick and she asks you a question and you're at a, you know, you're in a parking spot waiting for her to finish getting her tattoo. And she asks you a question real quick and you're typing something because she's looking for the discount coupon at that uh, tattoo shop. I don't know if they even do that, but you get the point. That's what she's trying to get done. Boom, 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 blah, blah, blah. All right, cool. You don't have to look at her because you're answering her question while you're doing something for her. But you should look at her and acknowledge her. Your significant other, always respect them, whoever they are, whatever they are. Please and thank you for them especially. Your mom and dad, please and thank you. You know, you need a loan from the bank. Hey, I'm here for a loan. I'm starting a new business. Is this a viability? Please, I'd love to know. I'd love to do work with you. Thank you for everything. You, you know, the time you've let me sit down here and share a proposal and the paper we did for the SBA and et cetera, et cetera, and blah, 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 and why this 501c3 qualifies. See, I'm just throwing stuff out there, but they accept the loan. Thank you for the opportunity to business with you. Uh, show me where I can sign. So I want to make sure I don't waste any of your time that we can grow and move forward into business together. Thank you for this opportunity. You have a wonderful day, sir. You see how good that works? I worked with a prince who always told me you call him by his first name. I always called him sir or mister or something like that. I almost never called him by his name because to me it was a sign of respect. He was the boss. Now, he wasn't my boss. We were actually equals when we sat at that table. So I was a union leader at that point for my local. Well, for the 300 people in my 17 locations, but you get the point. I'm just trying to make sure this makes sense for y'all. But it wasn't, uh, we weren't friends. Not that we weren't friends. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that it was a, a business relationship involving multiple adults and multiple facets and millions of dollars overall in general. So you, you have to respect each other. Now, I was with my first name. It was more because that was the habit. I'd been there before him and I didn't mind. I didn't expect him to call me Mr. But you know, I was, you know, okay, sir, or call him by his last name. I did that a lot. It also depends on your relationship. Make sure you're aware of that too. You can offend somebody by not calling them by their name. If your boss says, Tony, you need to call me Jack. John, you need to call me Bill. Tony, you need to call me Margaret. Whatever they ask for, if that's something they're insisting on, you should do it. You should always do what someone requires of you unless it has some kind of uh, offense to you or it's going to change something for you. You know, if someone's asking you to use foul language and you don't have to, you don't have to. You have your own freedom, your own choices. However, there's no shame in doing things right. If your boss hates being treated like the boss because they consider you equals, because that's how they run their team, like uh, you know, like you're a basketball team and he's the captain, but you're all on the court together, 
you know, you're the point guard, he's a defense, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I don't really know sports, folks, but you get the point. If that's what he wants, deliver. Do his ass, we ain't gonna hurt you. It's real simple. Really simple. But manners, folks, it'll take you everywhere. Manners, being on time, and being the hardest worker in the room will take you super far. And no, I did not steal that from The Rock. It's been my work ethic for years. Probably back to, I'm going to say 1996-ish, when I worked at a Century 21 department store in New York on Park Place. Work hard, that's it. Work hard, work fast. When I was a CSR on the floor taking super and stuff, I'd try to be one of the fastest guys. Try to take the most amount of calls. Try to answer the most questions. If I didn't answer, I ain't got it, but I still tried to be fast. Now, as a manager, I try to get all my work done. I try to take on work. I try to do stuff for my coworkers. You know, every job I've had when I worked construction, what does the boss need? How fast does he want it? When I was a training advocate, okay, well, he wants it done by Friday. I asked him Thursday, what do you need done by Monday? Had it done by Friday. What do you need by Friday? I needed this. Oh, I already did that. Hey, I brought this in. Tell me that. Try to anticipate. Hard work takes you far. So we talk about being on time, having manners, and we started talking about one of the key things, be the hardest work in the room. These three things have propelled me in every job I've ever had. They've also helped me make money in other adventures, ventures, whatever you want to call them. It's adventures. Making money is an adventure, folks. It's not about the Lamborghini I want or maybe the Ferrari I'd like to have. It's about the time, freedom, and the ability to do what I want. It's an adventure. Put out my book about two weeks ago in a double digits for copies sold. Didn't have a marketing plan, just kind of throwing some stuff out here and there. People actually wanted me to have physical copies and I didn't, so I'm going to have to buy some and keep them on hand because that's probably the smartest thing to do. But essentially, folks, I've been blessed. I mean, blessed I had parents who taught me something smart, which is always work hard. Blessed they taught me something else that was smart, be on time. Also blessed they taught me to have good manners. Manners, being on time, and being a hard worker can take you anywhere. You could be the most gifted, talented person in the room, but the hard worker, he might eclipse you. Now, if talent works hard, like really hard, they always come in first, I think. I think. But if you're the hardest worker in the room, you have a chance of beating everyone, including yourself. And sometimes you're your worst enemy. It is doable, folks. It is massively doable. Just work hard. If everyone gets two sales a day, get three. If everyone paints two rooms a day, paint four. Everyone makes 100 calls, make 200. And if you're not in for the money and the freedom, then, like they said in Wolf for Wall Street, just go work at McDonald's. Seriously. You're like, oh, I don't care about the money. I just want life balance, blah, blah, blah. You know what my life balance looks like to me, folks? It looks like a four-door Porsche, a two-door Porsche, uh, AR-15, a Glock 43, a 1911, a Derringer or two, a bachelor's degree, a Rolex or two, Paid off house, no mortgage, a hundred thousand the bank, a hundred thousand liquid, ten twenty grand in gold, ten twenty grand in silver, probably coins like Libertad's and stuff like that. You get the point. Krugerrand's gold and silver. Some nice suits. Uh, let's see. My son's college paid off in the state I live in. In case he wants to go to college, if not, I'll find a way to bequeath that to someone else. It looks like freedom to me, folks. Be home, take my son to school, pick him up from school. Need my son to get something fun to do today because he was the best student in his class for a month. We're going mini golfing. I don't even think about do I have the night off? Do I can't have the money? 
Is there gas in the tank? Is it going to be crowded? Hell, I'll buy the place out. Let everyone else go free. They're going to give me a half hour advantage on everyone. Oh, you sound like a rich jerk, Tony. Yeah. You do when you're poor. And everyone else is rich. You think they're all rich jerks. Now, I'm probably lower middle class. Something like that. Or middle class, depending on which you know study you look at. I can tell you this. I'm functionally broke. I have a massive amount of debt. I make a pretty decent wage. But a lot of it goes straight to bills. From prior mistakes and going to college 20 years ago. Yeah, I started college in 1998, folks. Long, long time ago. College was almost worthless. I think the experience was worth it. The class was worth it. But it has not helped me get a job. Put it that way. When my mom went to college, her degree meant something. When my dad went to trade school, he had a career that he worked in for 20 plus years. He has a viable skill. He could actually make money right now. He would need a you know, couple hundred bucks, maybe a couple hundred, a couple thousand. He could start doing stuff from scratch. Or he could just start fixing people's stuff and doing stuff for maybe two, three hundred bucks down. I could literally move him into my house, apartment, let him work in the sunroom, which is actually my office, give him the table, have him get to work in an oxygen tank, block it off so my kids can't get in there. He could start doing jewelry repair because he's a traditional jeweler, schooled. He did work for Cartier, Tiffany, all the big ones back in the day through his boss and himself. Now, I'm a pretty decent contractor. Carpentry I'm better at. Kitchen tile and bath tile, I can do that. Worked with electricians, plumbers. Got a lot of tricks. Didn't ever lay carpet, but I've done just about everything else. I could dang near build a house. I can definitely remodel one. So if I get a fixer upper, I can do like 30% of the work minimum. 50 grand, I can get 20, 25. I can do the finished work at the end and definitely be getting rough out. Now, some stuff you need permits for, so no. But why do I sing all that? How do I get off this track? I didn't off the track, folks. That's the hard work. I'll go to work, come home. Bang out two three hours of construction, go to sleep, go to work. I'll be the hardest worker in the room when I'm at work trying to earn a promotion. And I'll be the hardest worker in my house rebuilding the rooms. I'm going to draw this from my folks. So thank you to my parents. No, you can hear my son. I just gave him a haircut because he doesn't want the lady to cut his hair. So now he's giving my wife in the bathroom. I record real quick. So sorry if you hear him screaming. But Alex, daddy loves you. Nick, daddy loves you. Baby, I love you too. Wife's birthday is this week. We're subbing our 13th set of birthdays together. 14th, actually. We got married this month, later on in the month. But having manners, being on time, being a hard worker, also applies to your marriage. Respect your spouse on time for them. You always tell them please and thank you because they should do the things they do for you and you should do the things you do for them. You should always thank each other and work hard for them. My wife hasn't had to work in over three and a half years. She hasn't worked since May 2016. She wants me to be at home mom. I wanted a wife to be at home with my kids because no one's going to love your kids like your wife. Unless maybe you stay home. Even then, I don't know. The bomb to the mother that has kids is different, I think, sometimes than a dad even. I love my boys to death. It's just I see they love my they love my wife. <laughs> Whole another relationship there. And that's not a problem. It's actually a blessing. So to round it all out, folks, like I said, I work hard for my wife to be home. I always thank her. And I always say, please, ask her to do something. If I need to iron a shirt, please. Iron my shirt. Babe. I, I need to go to sleep. I only slept two hours last night. I was up writing all night. I was up blogging. I was up podcasting. I just didn't sleep because I don't feel well. Or I'm working a double. This week, I'm doing 52 hours, I think, at work, plus some other stuff going on. So it's going to be crazy. But I guarantee I'll still podcast. Guarantee I'll start working on my book marketing strategy. Already started working on my second book. It's going to be about gratitude and some life skills stuff. So we're going to start a series of books that don't necessarily match the first one, Born Again, which you can buy on Amazon and Kindle format. Or you can also buy it in physical format. If you know me, I will have physical copies later this week. But all these things help me be a better spouse, better employee, better boss, better person, better contractor. I do 1099 contract work as well. I sell insurance. I, I write for profit. I write for free, actually, too. So if you're looking for a 
writer, you can email me at TonyChangingTheMass.com. I've written about fitness, business, um, SARMs. That's a selective androgen response. Blah, blah, blah. I can't remember, folks. It's been a while since that, but uh, wrote about that for a guy who was starting a website. So I provided content at a cost, of course. But I do content for free, yes. If you let me write what I want, I will write for you for free. Or you pay me, and I cover the topics you want. I don't lie. I don't do your homework. I do tell good on stories. I do meticulous work, and I always meet my deadlines. So, folks, to sum it up, hard work, manners, please, thank you, be on time, all those things. Hold the door open for ladies. Hold the door for old people. Push the chair in for your wife. Hold her hand. That's part of manners, by the way. It'd be the hardest work in the room. First day I worked for Vadim and Jamie doing a construction because of Sunday. They wanted some painting done. I painted super fast. I did way more than I thought I was going to do. They're like, hey, are you available tomorrow? And I was like, yeah, I can show up tomorrow. And they're like, hey, we're going to give you 10 bucks an hour. Today was eight hours. You know, half hour lunch I think you took. So here's your 75. Or I think they gave me 80 at first day or whatever. Can you come tomorrow? Like nine to five, let's say. I was like, yeah, sure. I can do eight hours every day if you need me. I actually outworked that friend. That friend actually didn't fired one weekend because him and another friend are given 200 bucks a piece to complete a task and didn't fire it. Finish it. They were fired. Not friends with me anymore. That's a separate story, but they didn't finish it. I stayed on the job. I think the friend was kind of mad that I keep working for the guy. I'm like, well, you didn't do what you did. You smoked pot and didn't work. I worked. Kept working. That led to a job with Jamie. Vodham opened the restaurant. Power to New York. Shout out to Vodham. Shout out to Jamie. You're a great contractor. One of the best I've ever seen. Great guy to work for, too. Go check out Paradu, folks. Little West 12th Street in the Meatpacking District. I think Little West 12th in Gansevoort. Might be Little West 13th, but you can look it up. Paradu. P-A-R-A-D-O-U. But uh, I'm going to stop ranting now because I think you get the point. Work hard. I'm trying to podcast every day. I got a bunch of them unfinished. I got a bunch of blog posts unfinished. So I got to start finishing more work. But everything got pushed aside because I was focused on starting this podcast, just getting it out there. I was focused on getting the book finished and out there, which is both done. The blogging I've done more of, not enough of, in my own opinion, but I'm going to let myself have a little slack. And then I didn't do my CCW, Concealed Carry Weapon, because I didn't want to spend 100 bucks. And I've had a lot of expenses this month. I obviously bought the car, wife's birthday. Just got my wife the gift she wanted today. Bought her dinner today. I'll take her out to dinner on Tuesday for her actual birthday. Or is it Wednesday? You guys tell me. Ooh, you don't know. Haha, <laughs> I'm mysterious. And I got some other gifts she doesn't know about. Yeah, that's right. I plan ahead. Let me go help my wife the kids are in the bath. Tony at changingmask.com. Pedagogy the Fresh on TikTok and Instagram. Changingthemask.com is the blog. You can also find me on the same name for YouTube. Yes, I have crappy videos where I kind of shake the phone. I video the carpet for the first like 30 of them. They're always crappy because it should be about the message, not the content. And it's not going to work for a lot of people, but if you're really after the value, I deliver it. Peace.